Welcome to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast, brought to you by the Wealthy Speaker School. This is the podcast dedicated to people who want to speak more as a way to build their income and grow their business. Well, welcome everyone to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Jane Atkinson. Today, we're talking about stepping outside the normal pricing structures that you might have been using in your business to improve your revenue. Have you thought about a three-tiered pricing option? I know I have. I've had it. I went away. Now I'm going to get it back. And the timing is perfect for uh, our special guest, Lori Guest, to be here. Welcome, Lori. Thanks for having me, Jane. <laughs> our special guest, Lori Guest. Uh, that was not uh, not that that was I was aware of that as I was going in, and I had actually changed it to our expert today, and then I didn't, and then I blew it. Anyway, we go unedited on this show. I That's have been right. dying to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, it really is my pleasure. I followed your work for years, so I uh, it's helped me along the way. Happy to oh, get back. Beautiful. Well, now tell us a little bit. You're really specialized in your speaking business, so let's talk about that first. I want people to understand that three-tiered pricing isn't really what you speak on. Uh, what is it that you do every day? Right. I'm a customer service expert. So I've been doing this about 24 years and my background was in ophthalmology and optometry. So the eye care world. And I had name recognition as a speaker in that world. And I didn't know that having your own speaking business was a thing. I didn't know you <laughs> could do that. And so many years ago, I was speaking at a conference and I was supposed to be the queen of the show, but there was somebody speaking in front of me, a non-industry speaker, and she had everybody crying and laughing, and lining up to buy her books. And I'm like, who is this lady? They mm. paid to bring her in. And uh, it was Glenna Salisbury. Oh my god! And so, I mean, one of the best ever, right? Really? And so I went up to her afterwards and I said, you do this for a living? Like, <laughs> people pay you just to speak? I couldn't get over it. She said, they do. And I said, I think I want to do what you do. And uh, she said, well, I'm the incoming president of the National Speakers Association. Let me show you the way. And I'm like, there's more of me out there? <laughs> <laughs> and then and you came you and you found your people. <laughs> I did. I did. There's nothing better. And uh, I have to tell you, it shaved years off my learning curve mm -hmm. to be surrounded by smart people. But here's what's even smarter is figuring out what parts applied to me and what parts didn't. And mm. so although I've been doing it over uh, two decades, it's only been in the last 10 years that I think my career has really gotten a lift and gotten some wind under its wings. And that comes from making my own decisions and, and doing it my own way, so to speak. And sweet spot pricing is, is part of that. And uh, so I zeroed in on my customer service background. That's what I did at the mm -hmm. eye care facility. And I found out, and it's so true, I wish I'd really learned this sooner, the narrower I niched it the better I got. And so customer service, pretty broad topic. And so to keep narrowing it down and narrowing it down so that eventually when people say, we need somebody who, mm. right, and then fill in the blank, I need to be one of the names they consider. And I work towards that. I probably will for the rest of my career because yes. it's a noisy marketplace. There's a it lot of them It really out. is so noisy. Well, let's talk about your early days. So you meet Glenna, who is, oh my gosh, just such a gem. And I still remember the story that she told about how she launched her speaking business by having basically her own showcase. Exactly. She put hundred, a few hundred people into a room. And I asked her just a, a few years ago, you know, how much uh, d is that still holding water? She said that 80% of the business that she had had over a 30 year span 
was all leading back to that one 200 people in the room in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really quite something that spinoff can be such an amazing part of this business, don't you? Oh, absolutely. So 75 to 80% of my business every year is some form of a spin. Mm. And I think that there's a whole nother podcast we can do on the uh, creativity of, of spin business. What you can do, it's beyond just, hey, if you know somebody who would like me, please recommend me. There's a whole topic just on that, which is- I really- love it. So I love I- it. Okay. Why don't we, yeah. let's just pa- pa- pause there for a second. Yeah. What's one thing that you might say differently instead of, do you know of anybody else? Um, I am a big fan of what I call the, uh, the carroting maneuver, carrot, like the carrot you eat. Dang, um, and yes. the idea is that while you are in the middle of your speech, you have something pre-planned that you know your audience absolutely would gobble up, mm-hmm. but it isn't part of the current content. So for example, with me, I speak a lot in the healthcare world. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they all deal with is dealing with the challenging patient, dealing with the difficult patient. Well, that's a talk all onto its own. And one, quite frankly, I don't really enjoy doing. It's mm-hmm. not a fun speech. And so in the middle of the fun speech, I'll stop and I'll just carry it out by saying, you know, do you sometimes struggle with those difficult patients? And of course they all moan, right? right. And then instantly I will put out to them a resource document they can get. And then I go on and on. I don't want to take the time to do it now, but I have a little spiel I do that tease it up for that. And they've got different ways that they can ask for that document. And then when they're done, I can say, and that really is a speech onto itself. That's something you think that would work for your organization. Just let me know. So now they've attached to my topic, not just necessarily, if you like me, please call me. You know, that reminds so me too good. much of the dating years of high school. Would you, date me? Would you please date me? I think it's a little Check better. Check yes to- or no. <laughs> the, way so I got, good. the way I got dates was I'm having a kick butt party at my house. Would you like to come? See, oh, see, you've different. been smart right, I- from de- right from way back then. That is so good. So right. good. Okay. So a good magnet like dropped into the middle is you're right. pulling people into your fan base and then your goal is to keep them there until they buy from you. And I'm assuming you have all back end for that. We could go down so many roads, Lori. Uh, My goodness. Okay, question. Before we get into sweet spot pricing, what's one or two mistakes that you learned from early on that you might have made in your business? Hands down, I had no idea what the value of a list would be. Mm. Had no idea. So I am a... uh, what would I say? I, I absolutely can't stand newsletters. Back in the printed day in the business I was in before speaking, I just hated it. So when I started my own business, I'm like, I am not doing a newsletter. Nobody wants this stuff. It's just junk mail. Well, then of course, you know, you and I have been in this business long enough that <laughs> there came a day when it went from postal mail to an electronic. And I did not jump on the bandwagon early enough to realize the importance. And there's also some self-limiting things. I found it hard to believe that people would want to read my stuff on a regular basis. It's one thing to bring me in and hire me as a speaker, but to drip on them weekly, monthly, even annually, it seemed like, oh my gosh, they're going to get so tired. of Nobody wants to hear this. Nobody wants to hear, you know, I think that you're really... Uh, you're really on to something and I'd really love our listeners to ask yourself if there's anything that you might have in terms of self-limiting beliefs that might be holding you back. And I think that's just such a beautiful lesson that you're sharing. So did you eventually start a newsletter then? 
I, I did not ever do a newsletter, but just mm-hmm. it's only been in the last four years that I have invested in somebody helping me figure out how to really attract and maintain the list. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, it grows very quickly. And I'm just amazed at strangers who are in my audience who will send me private emails as a response to what I've sent out, whether it's the blogger. And, and I don't I don't even think it's a newsletter. I think it's a very short electronic touch that says I'm here. Click to learn more. Yeah. And what were they wanting? go. And I just wish that I really would have, and I've really had to force myself to quit looking in the rearview mirror because that doesn't do you any good. So anyone listening, even if you've been doing this for two decades and you haven't started your list, start it today because it grows really fast and good stuff comes out of the list. And just if they want to unsubscribe, they will. And just don't let it bother you if you have 50 unsubscribes one time and you think, oh my gosh, nobody likes me. Look at the thousands that are staying and listening and opening what you've got. And it's really your goal to maintain people who are going to engage and every, we, every, I don't know how often we do it, probably even quarterly, we're asking people, do you still want to stay on? It doesn't look like you're reading anything. Do you still want to stay on our list? And, um, and I had lots of people over the holidays say, yes, I do want to stay on. Don't take me off your list. So that was very nice mm-hmm. that they uh, affirm that for you because sometimes you really do wonder, is anybody actually listening? And so mm-hmm. it's really nice to get that feedback. And okay, so the value of list is a big uh-huh that came and and you're now um, operating under that. Okay. So let's switch over to this idea of sweet spot pricing. Tell us what the premise is and then let's map it out. Okay, great. Well, it is my favorite topic as it comes to speaking. And I found out just in the last year or two, I actually can take this content and move it over to my clients any industry that has services and and places where they can uh, move their fees about. There's some gold here for me to continue mining. But I I think your listeners would find it interesting why it even exists in the first place. Okay. Okay. So the thing is, sweet spot pricing is not to be confused with three-tiered pricing. So to me, three-tiered pricing means basic, deluxe, and premium, Mm -hmm. and you're pushing everybody to premium by adding your extra values and services. Oh, I'm glad you clarified that because I think I might have teed it up a little bit incorrectly here. So let's keep going on that, please. Yes, because most people think that. They think, well, how is this different than any other three-tiered pricing? And there's some very well-known speakers who teach three-tiered pricing and value-based pricing, and, Mm -hmm. and that is amazing stuff. That's great great. Sweet spot for me is about getting them to buy the middle package, the sweet spot. So I want you to think of it like the uprights on a football field. Mm -hmm. You score when the ball goes down the middle on a field goal. But the only way that the kicker knows where the sweet spot is, is by having the two uprights on each side, which is my basic and my premium. And the only reason that sweet spot exists is because for too many years, I had self-limiting thoughts around fees. And I know so many of your clients, Jane, that has to be one of the biggest things that you work with with them to become a wealthy speaker is to know your value and to quote your value and get your fee. Am I right about that? Oh, so right. And and honestly, I feel like we could do a whole podcast just on limiting beliefs and knowing oh, your value. Absolutely. That's and, such and a good topic. Because it's not the same for all of us, you know, based on your industry, your experience, what you're bringing to the table, what your own ego is, you know, what you do you 
you have an agent that's speaking on your behalf. I mean, the list, mm-hmm. as you are well aware, goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. For me, I have chosen to be a one woman show for a very long time. And so I'm the one making my own sales. I love sales, but I would quote a number and I had no idea if I was on target or not. And this is in the younger years, right? And so I'd I'd spit out a number and sometimes I'd get the job and sometimes I wouldn't. And we don't really know what other people are charging. They can say what their fee is, but I think we're all aware that not everybody gets exactly what they're asking for. So sometimes you can have that, I'll just say, you know, a 10, 12, five or $15,000 speaker that's leaving the house for eight grand. You just don't know it, right? Right, right, And so it becomes this whole game of what are we really doing versus what we say we're doing. And it's really hard to find a model to follow. So what happened to me is, I don't even remember how long this, it's at least 10 years ago, I had a job I really, really wanted. And my gut said that they had a bigger budget than what I normally charge, but I wasn't willing to lose the job. And I didn't want to do the negotiation, you know, use cars back and forth on a pricing. I just didn't want to do it. And so I sent to them three numbers and I said, here's my lowest number. Here's my middle number. Here's my top number. And I called it basic deluxe and premium. And there's a whole, we have to get into and make time for this. This is really important is the strategy of how I put that together. Mm -hmm. Well, they came back and bought the exact package I wanted for the amount of money I was hoping they had. And I knew I was onto something because if I would have, and I tell people this all the time, I believe that if somebody asks, how much do you charge? If you answer that question with a flat number, and I don't even care what the number is, it could be $1 or $10,000, I don't care. But if you say a flat number, one of two things happens. You either outprice yourself and miss an opportunity. They say, oh, good God, we can't afford that. We'll go with person X instead. Or you underprice yourself and either leave money on the table or they actually don't pick you because they didn't think you were experienced enough. Right. And so I think that, that that's why the sweet spot really allowed me to do some playing. But the strategy of how to put them together, we really need to get into. Yeah, I like that a lot because uh, the basic package can be really, really bare bones and not a lot of work for you. And, you know, I, I think that this is really important. Okay, so talk us through the three different packages. And I just want to make sure that we're not uh, advocating your fee should be whatever you think the client has. That is correct. Okay. That is so important. Okay. Really so important. We, we do like the idea. I know conceptually it's good. I just don't know how often people are actually following it through. Um, I know that a lot of my clients are following it through because we're really talking, we talk a lot about standing tall in your fees and really knowing your worth. And I am able to show them what's out there and what's possible. So I think that does help pe- help give people confidence. And we also talk about clarity equal, equaling confidence, Lori. So one of the things that I think is also important to note is that you have clarity around the value that you're bringing to the table. Yes. We are not spilling out three packages just based on something that's pie in the sky. You know that you can deliver these things and you know the value of each. Okay. So those are a couple right. of little caveats that I want to just get out there to that say is really that. important. And the only pushback I will give is as I've helped speakers with this in the last seven years, they are amazed sometimes at how their client or industry values their work more than they value their own. Because Say that people, again. So people are amazed when clients or the industry values their work 
more than they were valuing their own work. So in other mm. words, and I'm going to throw out just fake numbers here. That's Let's good. say that my number is 7,500 for a keynote sure. and I'm going to bid five for basic, 75 for the um, middle, the deluxe, which is what I really want. And then I'm going to go crazy and I'm going to bid 12.5 for my premium. And I'm going to give you all this great stuff. And the client comes back and bam, they buy the premium. They didn't even hesitate. Right. I always say that tells you that yep. you were undervaluing your goods and services because if they come back and that number was so doable for them that they didn't even try to negotiate, they didn't even try to push back, then you probably could have gone 75, 12, 5, 15. And I think a lot of speakers have begun to find out, wow, I didn't realize they were willing to pay this. Yeah. And I think we should talk about the industry. Someone said to me, uh, and I wrote a big piece about this and we have a and we have a, um, a giveaway on it about where to find the money in the speaking industry. Someone came to me and said, uh, well, I was told there is no money in speaking that I should just go out and speak for free and hope to make some on the back end. And I said, that's very, very wrong. It's very untrue. I have clients who are earning $10,000. and $30,000 for one speech. So I know for a fact, and Lori, you're here to back me up, you're out there getting these fees. So these fees are not unreasonable. And there are, I would say, mostly corporate and maybe national associations. Would you agree? I would agree. And I think the people that are getting big numbers have done a really good job of packaging themselves from the get-go. And so not only do they have the goods to back it up, Mm -hmm. but they just know how to put themselves out there to command those numbers. So so here's what happens. You're my client and we're having an, uh, an exploratory call. And I'm getting to find out the who, what, when, where, so that I have some idea. And I always say the difference between speaking to 20 ladies in a church basement and 100 sales guys at the Hyatt in Chicago for three days, those are two different bids. Right. Those are two different proposals. And when you asked me earlier uh, about the, do I know my numbers? The answer is, yes, I do. And it may not be the same proposal. If I wanted to speak to 20 professionals in a church basement, it doesn't mean that I would turn them down just because it's a different number than at the Hyatt. Those are different proposals in my mind. But let's okay. focus on the decent proposal, which we'll call the 100 salespeople at the Hyatt in Chicago. Okay. When they hang up the phone, I will have quite acquired all the information I need to do a good bidding process. And I think that's one thing speakers should work on is gathering the right information to be able to do a good bid. But but for now, let's let's put the pin in there because otherwise we'd spend our whole time talking about that. Okay. But once I have the data, the first thing I'm going to do is create my deluxe package. That's a win-win. That's the amount of money I want to make for the amount of work that you want from me. And it's going to have about what I call five bullets. In other words, five offerings to it. And when you read it, if I've done a good job, it is a no brainer that that's the one you want. And it's the amount of money I want for the amount of work that you want from me. Does that make sense? Okay. So just clarifying the Uh deluxe package is the middle package. That's That's the sweet spot, right? And that's what I call the win-win. If you call me up and you say, Lori, I talked to committee and we want to go with the deluxe package. I'm doing the book and dance. Everybody's happy. There's no negotiating. There's no tug of war. And in fact, what it tells me is I nailed this proposal perfectly because you're not asking for anything else. So you've asked a lot of really good questions on the front end to find out the pain points of your client. Now, can I assume, Lori, that because you kind of keep your 
business target market mostly in healthcare that you already go into a meeting fairly knowledgeable about what their needs might be? I do, except I'm going to correct one thing. I came from a healthcare background, but today healthcare is one of my smallest industries. So okay, I did talk a lot about of that a little bit. Yeah, what, I all, did a, what all are you targeting? I do a lot of ad- adjacent selling. So I started with healthcare and then the adjacent industry is insurance right? From insurance, believe it or not, it goes to banking. So through the years I've moved and when I hit a target market that I am loving, I will tunnel down it for a couple of years. So right now, luxury travel is my current uh, tunnel. Okay. And, And the reason is, is because I have a horizontal marketing approach. I have a horizontal topic. I can do customer service for almost any industry. And I love being exposed to new industries. I got bored with, with my niche of, of eye care and uh, quite frankly, hit a ceiling financially. Mm -hmm. And so by continuing to expand out, it's fun when you get away from things like hospitals and banks and insurance, you get away from regulation and you get into creativity and all these cool things. Right. Okay. That's the one correction I will give, but. Okay. That's really good. You're right that I do know my industry before I bid. And if I don't know it, I've got time to do homework, which is another advantage of not throwing out a bid off the top of my head. I have 48 hours or however long I told them, usually 24 hours to do some homework. And I do lots and lots of homework. Okay. Okay. So I have the the basic number for this conversation. Let's call that 7,500 just for this conversation. So your goal is with the deluxe is to get 7,500. At least in the example I'm giving you today so that your listeners can follow. And that number can be anything they want it to be. I don't want big time speakers to think this doesn't apply to them because that's a quarter, a fraction of what they charge. And I don't want emerging speakers to think this is way out of their ballpark because anybody can use this. That number could be 2,500. It could be 22,500. It doesn't doesn't matter. matter. It still applies. And I think that's really important because before we hang up, I'm going to want to talk about who this doesn't work for, but for this stage of the conversation, let's call it 75. And and let's make sure that we are really clear that what we offer you here on the Wealthy Speaker Podcast is a smorgasbord of opportunities and options. This whole sweet spot pricing thing may not be your bag. Totally cool. Just you know, just know that we know it's not for everybody. And we'll talk more about that a little bit. Okay. Okay. Middle package. Yeah. Middle package is done. It's got five bullets to go with it. By the way, as promised, when we get done, I'm going to give a link or give you the resource materials so that people can go back and look at what I'm talking about. It's so much Mm. easier when you visually visual and this entire thing I'm teaching, I already have on video. So if people want to go back and listen to it again and break it down, they can do it through your uh, podcast, or they can also do it through this extra video I have. Great. We'll put all that in the show notes for people. Uh, They'll be able to get access to that. Beautiful. Okay. Okay. Next step. We're going to develop the basic package. We're going down now. And on the piece of paper, it actually looks like this. Basic is at the top, deluxe is in the middle, and premium is at the bottom. And I'll talk in a minute why I do it that way. And actually, let me do it now. Some people think you should go sticker shock and put the big number at the top. I don't because if that sticker number is so big that it blows them away, they may not continue to read. Where if I go the other way, they see the first number and they go, oh, well, good. We can afford Mm. that. And then, but what else could we buy? So I choose, and I did, oh, maybe a decade ago, do an AB comparison with my work for about six months. And I don't remember the percentages anymore, but it was a no brainer that more people accepted it when basic was at the top rather than premium at the top. So 
or what, what are you saying that you should be reading this going down the page versus side by side? Correct. I do so it down the page. You've tried it side by side and it didn't work. I don't, I never even tried it side by side because okay. I didn't like it. Now, many speakers I've taught this to, All right. when they send me their final, propo- final proposal, they have done the consumer report version. That's where you're going, you know, uh, yeah. horizontally. I don't like the way that reads. Okay. It's not the, um, it's not the psychological path. Is that the right word? I don't, I, that's not where I want the brain to go when they you begin. Want it, you want it to be linear because there's a reason why. Okay. That's right. Okay. And fair I enough. Have, I misunderstood and I was actually picturing it as a, mm-hmm. you know, side by side here. graph. Now I've got no scientific proof. That's okay. not my wheelhouse. There could be an academic out there that knows absolutely that I am mistaken, but I'm just sharing. Here's mm-hmm. how I've done it. So it works for me. I've actually, um, I'm thinking about my own business and right now we just have one package available, but I have had three. This is for private coaching mm-hmm. and I'm going to go back to three and I actually will likely put them side by side and I'll let you know how it goes. But yeah, I, I had it, I had it that way before and it worked quite well because people, People are able to see, okay, I'm not getting this anymore. I am getting this, you know, that they're able to compare side by side. Right. And you see a lot of software companies do that. If you buy this, you get all And that's kind of what I likened it to is, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. I'll be interested to hear what you say. Okay. Now, (laughs) this is your less than package. Yeah. This is less work than they want from you for less money than you want to be paid. Mm -hmm. There are two important things here. Number one. It must include a deterrent. It has to include a reason the client doesn't want it or they will buy it all day long. What's an example of a deterrent? Yeah. Uh, this package available when I'm already booked in your area. Ooh, uh, good con- one. This is my favorite one. Content is industry specific, but not customized. That means right. I'm going to pull it off the shelf. I'm going to dust it off and do it for you. Right. No oratory calls. There's no, well, most people, those two things right there, I can choose either one of those and it knocks it out of the water. So already in your city was one of them, right? Uh-huh. Already in your area. Or I have okay. a friend who changed it to, he says, this one's available on a share plan. That means that, okay, I live outside Chicago. If you are a San Diego client and I'm not coming to San Diego this year, then how does that apply? The answer is you find me another client. Find one of your buddies in your area during the same time. I'm only flying there once. That highly motivates me uh, to have two people on a share plan and keep the cost down. Cute. Now, the second, the second piece on this basic is whatever number you put there, you cannot be mad at yourself or mad at the client. If you, if you get it. If you get if, it. When you're if, backing yeah. out of the driveway. So for our example right. today, Jane, let's call that 5,000. Yeah. And if I was working with you and creating your packages, I would say to you, Jane, what is your rock bottom number that you are willing to take to do that, to take on that client? And yeah. you give me a number and I'd say, okay, if I buy it at that number, you can't be mad at yourself. That you said yes to that. Yeah. And this also gives you a local fee too. Correct. Right. Because this is your sleep in your bed price is 5,000. And I really want people to notice what your increments are from five to 75. And I'm kind of assuming we're going to go to 10 or maybe probably 10 next. Um, I just want people to understand that you don't go from five to 10 necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it might be too big of a leap from one package to the next. Well, so, there is a strategy to that. Oh, please do tell. Okay, I, so I just always have intuitively done these things. And sometimes it's nice yeah. when people say, this is why you do it that this way. Is why. Well, <laughs> except for it's a little different than you might think. So okay. what we're going to do next is premium. 
So the premium package now is the more than. Yeah. Okay? We had the perfect. This is like the three bears, right? We yeah. We had the perfect chair. Now we have the less than. Now we're going to create the more than. This is more work than I really want to do mm-hmm. for way, way, more way money. more money than they want to pay. Mm-hmm. And in this example, we're going to jump to 12.5. Okay. I'll yeah. That's what why. I was wondering okay? just because it was so. Yes. I want yep. the gap dollars to be smaller between basic and deluxe oh, yeah, yeah. than like they that. are from deluxe to premium. So you right. can see the gap dollars and usually yeah. the, the, um, the increment is double. So the difference between five to 75, right? It's 2,500. 2500. Yep. So I want to go up at least 5,000 yeah. for the premium. So now what I've done is created a very interesting uh, thought process. I look at this if I'm the client and I say, well, there's so little difference between five and 75 and look how much more we're getting. Mm-hmm. We get to pick our own date. Um, we get to customize. That makes it a no brainer. It a no brainer jump, the right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the bigger one, you say, Ooh, I, that's a pretty big jump. We better just be happy at this. We better be happy in the middle, right? Cause I'm not calling it the sweet spot with the client. I'm calling it. You really price. want them to go to the middle really package. Do. That's really your do. real goal. And you are yeah. almost using that pricing on the premium as a deterrent. Exactly I, right. I, let me just back up when we're doing actually normal, um, half day, full day. So keynote half day, full day pricing, uh-huh. the types of increments that we're doing are typically more like five seventy five ten, yep. something like that. Just yep. as a, just as a little aside, um, side note there. Okay. So, so now here's what's interesting is yep. my favorite response to this, other than them saying, yes, we want 75 deluxe is perfect. And I know I nailed the proposal. That's my favorite. My second favorite thing is when they say this, um, Lori, we love the premium package, but that's just a little more than we can afford. So we'll go ahead and go with the deluxe. And they have that little sound of disappointment. Then I say this, well, Jane, is there a particular bullet in the premium package that was really jazzing you? And you say, yeah, we love that secret shopping thing you do. If you could secret shop us. Now we don't need some of those other things you offered, the post-event webinars and the blah, 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 whatever it is. Mm-hmm. We really, and I'll say, all right, I'll tell you what, how about we pull out just that bullet? We'll move it to the deluxe and we can do it for 10. And they go, yes, that would be perfect, right? That's called finding the gap dollars. And there's thousands and thousands of gap dollars out there that you didn't know was available because they aren't real come forth with that information, right? Everybody's playing cards and holding their hand back and not really showing the hand. And so that's why you've got to have some wiggle. Gap dollars. So let me ask your listeners this, and I want them to think about it. We're not going to blurt out the answer right away. If somebody calls up and says, we can only do your basic package. What does that tell you, listeners? What does it tell you about your proposal? And the answer is, your client truly doesn't have the money. Because mm-hmm. if they really, or you didn't put in a big enough deterrent, or you didn't put in good enough stuff to make them want to go find the extra 2,500. Yeah, you, of didn't those show things, yeah, you didn't yeah. show enough value. You didn't show enough value. They truly didn't have the money. Or they, they just, they didn't, they didn't go find the money. Now here's, here's another interesting question. If people call back and go, oh my gosh, we love this. We will do the premium package. Mm -hmm. What's that tell you? That you um, might need to bump up your pricing all the way across. (laughs) That's right. That you undervalued yourself. If listeners do this and they get two or three premium buys in a row, they've undervalued their work bump everything up and they'll be shocked that maybe there was way more dollars to be gotten than they realized. 
Okay, I want to put a pin in something and make sure we just uh, explore this. You said at one point that within optometry and the other markets that you were in, you started to bump your head on the ceiling. So I know that we have many, many listeners right now who will say, I'm not finding people with the money. What you did was you pivoted. Mm-hmm. And you went into different markets. Talk about that a little bit, Lori. Well, for a long time, I just kept hitting my head against the ceiling and accepting the lower fee and saying, well, this is, this is all there is to be gotten. And then mm. I watched my colleagues who started at the same time as me or behind me. And they, they, if I could take them at their word, they were just killing it at higher fees. And I started to say, well, where are they paying higher fees? And how can I pivot? How can I position myself so that I'm not so niched in one industry that I can move around? And that's where I switched from being an industry speaker mm. where you're going vertical to pulling out the customer service stuff that was more universal. And that was the pivot that I made there. And I'm still experiencing that today where I'm shocked, where I'll turn over a rock and I'll be like, hey, where have you been my whole life? I had no idea you were under here. Luxury (laughs) travel is a thing? What? (laughs) And they have money because luxury is built into their damn title. How about that? Well, I love it. And I love it when you find things that are both new, exciting, but surprising to you in terms of where to find uh, the dollars. And so ask yourself the question, where are they paying the fees? We'll put the, um, we'll put, I know we're going to give all kinds of juicy bits from uh, Lori's work, but we're also going to put a link to our where to find the money and speaking uh, thing right within this podcast because and I do- really able to understand there's a lot of money out there. There is. And do we have enough time to briefly talk about who this isn't for? Because I get a lot of questions about that. Do we have time for that? Absolutely. Let's go there next. Okay. Um, I really thought Sweet Spot was for everybody. And then part of me really still believes that if they do it my way. But here's the people who push back. Uh, Speakers bureaus, start there. Mm -hmm. Speakers bureaus don't love Sweet Spot because it confuses the buy. And we are the packages. So yeah. speaker A, B, and C, we are, the, it, this, this is too confusing. So if yeah, you do a and, lot of bureau work, don't even try it with them. Just yeah. put your number. Yeah. And, and speakers bureaus very much need to be able to put a round peg in a round hole. They don't exactly. want round square and that really muddies the water. And I can totally see that. Okay. Yep. People they who work like with it. bureaus, right? maybe and this next, isn't for you. Right. The next group that doesn't seem to like this are very high paid speakers who are getting close to that celebrity status or at least mm-hmm. a celebrity in their own industry. And they really have gotten to the point where, Hey, if you want me, it's X, you want me, it's 30 K. I don't come out the door for less than 30 K. When they, they don't want to get to that, they don't need to mess do that around. For whatever, they don't want to mess around and sure. they don't really want to, I'm making this up now, but in my gut, I think they don't want to play the game of fighting to find the money. I, I am Tiffany's. If you can afford me, buy me. If you can't, I'm not your person. So that's a, that's a brand so strategy. So who I think of for that are, you know, two of my clients, Ryan Estes, Kendra Hall, and, and they have enough demand that they don't necessarily need to, if we want to call it, play the game. That's right. They so don't it need to. They don't need to. They so have all apply. the business coming into them. Exactly. They say, my, my fee is 30. I travel from Minneapolis. Boom. That's the end of that. You know, either yes or no. And then we move on to the next. And, and at that level, they shouldn't be negotiating even a little bit. Okay. So exactly. that's good. But Anybody else? Yes. The last group, and this is important, the people who do not have a deep enough well of resources 
to be able to create bullets. You will not make this work if your only differentiation between these packages is time. I can speak for 60 minutes, 90 minutes, uh, you know, 120. That's not That's enough. Good. You have to have books and maybe online learning, the ability to do webinars a variety of talents that you have from coaching to whatever. Mm. And so one of the things we're going to put in your resource list for your listeners is my 100 pick list and 12 deterrents that gives you 100 things that you can look through and say, Oh yeah, I did that. Oh yeah. I didn't know that was valuable. And 12 ways to, to put 12 things to put in your basic package, which gets people in the thought pattern of what I'm talking about. I'll tell you who benefits from sweet spot is exactly who I was when I invented it. A good speaker, with lots of offerings yeah, who needs to lean into the boldness of quoting their fees. Right. That's oh, is perfect I've us. actually got a couple of clients who I know are friends of yours that I'm going to uh, circle back to with this because um, they should, they're really good salespeople. They should be doing this. I loved that you mentioned some of your bullets being the secret shopper idea. Mm -hmm. So good for a customer service speaker. Um, and that is something that I think is a really, I bet you, you get that all the time that you pull that out of the, the uh, premium package and move it over into deluxe for a little bit more because mm -hmm. it is more work to do that actual. Oh, it's a lot more work. It makes the package work. really high. The other thing yeah. I like about premium that I think people should think about is mm -hmm. what are bullets you can add that provide value to the client Without additional labor to you. Yeah. So for me, that's an online training Like program. access to my online program. Right. Or, yeah. I, or here's resources with another speaker. I've done a thing with Patrick Henry before that he does a customized song for the client. And it, I know I, I upgrade the package by a lot and he gets a portion of that upgrade. It costs That's me cool. nothing. And they love the video. I think, you know, I've done that two or three times. So I'm looking, always looking for creative ideas. Who has something to offer that I don't, that yeah. my, my certain client might find valuable, depending on the event, of course. I love this. Remind me the name of the resource that's going to help people identify all their bullet points. That I'm going to give to you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. I just I just call it my vault, as a matter of fact. Vault. And so, okay. um, do you want me to say how they would access it? Do you want me to say that on the podcast, or we'll just put it in the notes? We can put it in the show okay. notes. Yeah. yeah and no so problem. I have a special URL just for it. And okay. once they get there, there's a password we're going to give them. And if okay. they use the password, it opens up a vault of everything we've been talking about, including my book or my resource uh, document called "93 Ways to Get Booked and Get Paid." And so we aren't even touching Beautiful. on that today. But as you know, I don't coach speakers. I don't don't do anything with speakers for money. And so I make this available to anybody who's trying to grow their business as a way to give back. Awesome. Lori, wow. Talk about vault. My goodness. We're going to be cracking open this vault again. <laughs> and I really want to have you back to talk about knowing your value, talk about standing tall in your fees. I think that that would be just such a lovely thing. So we're going to book that for uh, later in 2020 if you're game. Sure. And spin business goes with that perfectly because that's an exciting topic that Ooh. people are really missing it when they don't know how to turn over the rocks and, and dig out the good stuff. So that I love it. I love it. Okay. If um, people want to come directly to your website, what's the URL? It's myname.com. So Lori Guest, L-A-U-R-I-E, and then G-U-E-S-T, like a guest speaker. See, I had to marry the man who had the name of what I wanted to be. <laughs> guest I, I should, speaker. Should have been looking for Tom Skinny, but what are you going to do? <laughs> That's 
Ah, oh, that's awesome. That'll be my next husband, Tom Skinny. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time today. I really, really appreciate uh, your wealth. And I can tell that the, 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 the line runs very, very deep here. So I can't wait to have you back on the show. We could talk all day, couldn't we, Jane? We sure could. It's a pleasure to be here. And I think the people who follow The Wealthy Speaker are smart people. And I have your book in my basement and have read it several times over. And it's awesome. been a big help. So I'm glad awesome. to give back. Thank you, Lori. And thank you for those of you who are listening in. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, by all means, leave us a rating, leave us a review on whatever the network that you are listening in on. And um, I hope that uh, you will be standing tall in your sweet spot pricing if this is something that you would like to adopt. And for that, we will say, see you soon, wealthy speakers. Bye for now, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed our show, you'll want to come and visit us at the Wealthy Speaker School, where we provide a proven roadmap for building your dream business. Go to WealthySpeakerSchool.com. And for show notes for today's podcast, head on over to SpeakerLauncher.com and click on podcast. I'll see you soon, Wealthy Speakers.